But it's going to say that those pictures are only for pers personal use, which means you can't use them in an advertising way. You mm -hmm. can't use them commercially. So you want to make sure that the photographer understands that these photos are for commercial use. Picture a world where costs are down, profits are up, and customers are clamoring at your door. You're listening to Let's Get Up to Business from Jordan Law. Our interviews with business owners, service providers, and area experts can teach you how to create a world of success and profitability. If you're looking for an attorney to assist in your business formation, employment agreements, or other legal business needs, contact Jordan Law at 407-906-5529. You can also reach us on the web at jordanlawfl.com. Jordan Law, we protect you and your business. Welcome to Let's Get Up to Business, the podcast from Jordan Law. Today it's Mark uh, doing the interview because Jordan and Heather are both in trial. So my guest today is Don Aiello. Did yeah. I say that? All right. Uh, she's a local photographer um, and does uh, a lot with local businesses and making sure that they have the right headshots and that kind of stuff. Uh, Don, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and how can people contact you if they need to. Sure. So my name is Dawn Aiello. My business name is Dawn Aiello Photography. Try to make it simple. Uh, what's not simple is how to spell my last name. <laughs> so if you're looking for me online, it is dawnaiellophotography.com. So the last name is A-I-E-L-L-O. And then I'm just Dawn Aiello Photo on social media everywhere. Uh, so I am a photographer and I do... Uh, photograph weddings and family portraits and things, but my focus the last year and a half or so has been working with businesses and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, to try to create the images that they need to best represent their brands online and in print media. And what is one thing, uh, let, let's start with the bad, okay. and then we can move to the good. What's one thing that you see a lot of businesses doing that they should not be doing with the photos, either on their website, Instagram, etc., cetera, uh, you know, that is a problem? Probably uh, the worst thing is just not having any. <laughs> of course, that's, yes. <laughs> that's definitely bottom line. You need to have photos. Um, you know, the, I, one of my favorite examples is a, a consultant, or mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not a consultant, a um, conflict mediator for businesses. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a single photo of herself on her website. And to me, that's, that's a major problem if you're, especially if you're in some sort of service industry where you're going to be working one-on-one -on -one with people, they have no way to get that instant connection with you through your photo on your website. Well, if I'm going to meet you, am I meeting with the right person? Exactly. <laughs> or is this even a real person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are plenty of those businesses, mm -hmm. in quotes, online where you... Oh, it looks legit because everything says it's legit, and it's just a bunch of stock photography. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So not having that, not having photos is definitely the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, then just above that <laughs> <laughs> would be using really low quality photos, using stock photos that everyone else in your industry is using. Just basically not putting effort into the images that you're using to represent your company because whether you believe it or not that's mm -hmm. making an impression on people visiting your website visiting your social media and the lower quality those images are the less trust someone's going to have with going into business with you i mean my, my 
iPhone takes 4K video and, you know, I don't even know the megapixel size <laughs> anymore because uh, it's more than my eye can tell. Mm -hmm. So you would think that low quality or images would be less of an issue anymore, but... So there's still just... A camera is just a tool. Right, yeah, uh, of course. And so if you don't know how to use that tool well, you could still un end up with really low quality images. A lot of people obviously struggle with doing photos indoors. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll see some people where, you know, that all of the lights in their office or room that they're in are tungsten, so they have that very yellow kind of color to it. And if you're not going for that warm, cozy kind of feeling, that's just what it's going to look like in your cell phone photos. And that's mm -hmm. maybe maybe your branding is all about like brightness and vibrancy and and cleanness and it, and then everything looks muddy and yellow out. and it doesn't look good at all. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. open the windows, folks. Yes. Open <laughs> the windows, use good light. <laughs> uh, so now, not getting to the good yet, but so the middle of the road, you said something about using stock photography on your website uh, or in any of your media. Mm -hmm. Why should people avoid that? Well, there, there are advantages to stock photos, and it's all about what you're purpose is in using it. So mm -hmm. do you need something super quick that you don't have time to hire someone for? Well, then, you know, you don't really have a choice. Right. Um, so th there are advantages, especially early on in your business, if you don't have the funding to hire someone who can really help you with photos. Uh, so there is a, a, a place for it. But a tough thing with stock photography is that most people are going to go for the free stock photography. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it's free. So it it's is free. Uh, but that means that's probably what your competitors are using. And if mm -hmm. you go to the same, you know, let's say it's yoga studio and you, you're trying to choose between two of them and you click on them and they both have the same pictures, you're going to start to wonder, like, well, what does this place actually look like? Like, what mm -hmm. kind of people actually go to this yoga studio? These obviously aren't real pictures. They're the same, you know, they're the same set of people. Uh, so, so you run into challenges like that where you're using the same photos that everyone else is using. Uh, you also run into a problem of the emotional association people have with stock photo or with any photo. Okay. So the first time someone sees an image, they develop like an emotional connection to that image. Mm. And if another company used that image in a negative way, when you go to use it on your website, it doesn't matter how you're using it. There's still that negative connotation in that viewer's mind. That's always connected. Right. Uh, and okay. so you could run into a situation like that. Um, another thing about stock photos that sometimes people don't know is the exact ways you're allowed to use those images. So sometimes the website will say like free royalty free images at no cost to you, <laughs> but then they won't read the fine print in the license and they won't realize that, oh, I can use this image of this person. But since we can see that person's face, I'm responsible for going and getting a model release from that person saying that I can use them to represent my business. So that's not always part of the, the that free license? It's that not. Nope. So any recognizable faces, any recognizable brands that are displayed in an image, technically, you are supposed to have permission to use that to represent your own business in, in a commercial use. That seems like a lot. I mean, that could be a lot of work, that depending. That could be a lot of work. Now, yeah. I mean, this is a, a law office, so we're going <laughs> to what you're supposed to do. But there's not like a stock photography police running around. Oh, I would disagree. I've gotten a couple emails from people. Oh, you're using the... Yeah, I, I've... 
you know, built some websites here and there and used images from Flickr that were under Creative Commons. Mm -hmm. And I always attribute, I know that rule, Mm -hmm. you know, put a link in the description, another link in the about page under like, you know, Mm -hmm. photo credits and whatnot. Uh, But I've had a couple, uh, there's a company, I think it's like, Pixie or something like that. It's a really stupid name. Mm-hmm. And they've come after me. You know, they're like, oh, you use this Ill- illegally. You owe us $700. And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> you know? It's like, because, wow. and I've responded saying, no, I don't. Here are the Creative Commons licenses that it's registered under. Here are the rules. Here is where you can find each one of those things. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they don't email me anymore. <laughs> I guess someone uh, more gullible than you would just. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that, I mean, but that said, I've also seen those images from Getty Images or or mm-hmm. iStock photo or whatnot, th- those, you know, those emails from them saying, you owe us $800 for illegal use of this image. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have to pay up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, usually talking to a lawyer, we can get that reduced a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't want to pay the $1,500 that Getty wants, they are sometimes willing to work with you on the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, good tip. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so another thing that you just mentioned actually is attribution. Mm-hmm. So you might find a really great stock photo, but then part of the understanding is that you need to attribute the photo to the original photographer, and it just might there, that might not be appropriate for the way you want to use it. If you want to use it in an advertisement, a Facebook ad, uh-huh. uh, what what are you going to do? Like in the text of your Facebook ad, like photo credit some random person, and now people coming to your ad that you paid for are going to be clicking off to go see their work. Or, you know, it's it draws attention away. It's distracting. Do you ever see big companies attributing their photographer? Nike doesn't put, like, copyright so-and-so at the bottom <laughs> of their ads. So, it, again, it kind of reduces – it could reduce that trust that people have with you because it makes you seem a little less official, a little less A little less legitimate, legitimate. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, Nike probably has teams of photographers. <laughs> but that aside, even, you know, a small office like ours – we, I would never want to put, you know, photo credit by, you know, John Smith or whoever mm-hmm. took it. Um, in, uh, not in a Facebook post or a Facebook ad. Maybe on a blog post I would be sure. more than happy sure. to do that because, you know, that's also linking back to them, which, you know, and I'll tell them, that, hey, thanks for your image. Use it mm-hmm. in a blog post. Then they'll send a little traffic our way sometimes. So that 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 would be a legitimate reason to do that but i can see like in ads or in banners that we have mm-hmm. uh when we do events and stuff like that i know i don't want your name associated right. with my stuff and a blog post is a perfect example of what i was saying earlier that there are times where it is a good idea to use a stock photo mm-hmm. a blog post isn't normally something you're pouring money into in order to get that content up you know, 40 minutes of time maybe an right. hour exactly. <laughs> Uh, and so, and your blog post might be be enriched by images that kind of parallel what you're normally talking about. So mm-hmm. it might not make sense to pay someone to take those images if this is the only instance you might use that. Right. Now, I did notice uh, you you gave a talk recently at the Coffee and Content mm-hmm. uh, at On Target Digital Media uh, up in Maitland. Um, you gave a talk where you had done a series of social media p- images for somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you go back into a little bit more detail about that? Sure. So one of the things that really drew me to kind of adding this service to my photography business was the fact that business life is just changing. Mm-hmm. People need to be constantly present on whatever social media platforms make sense for their business. And it's sucking up people's time left and right. Oh yeah. Think about the person who is staging that photo every single day to take a new picture of themselves, 
whether it's a picture of themselves, whether it's a setup that they've put together, so that they have content, they have an image to attach to whatever text they want because images perform better on various social media platforms or you can't post on Instagram if you don't have an image. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what initially drew me into this kind of branding and personal branding photography. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a need that is becoming more and more prevalent as, as companies grow and it's more and more important for smaller businesses as well. Um, and so obviously commercial photography applies to any level of business, but I, I have a little bit of a heart for the smaller businesses because I'm one myself. I right, understand yeah. being stretched so thin and trying to do so many things and understand that at some point you need to take, you need to decide where you have time and where you have money and can you use a little bit of money to stretch your time by, by outsourcing things to someone else. And so um, the example that I gave in my talk was a local yoga studio uh, they have a part-time person who's helping with some of their marketing, and it was just a constant struggle to remember to take a picture during the yoga class, or which a yoga studio with warm, low light is a perfect example of the time where cell phone pictures just don't really look that great. Right, yeah. Because right. you're in a darkened room. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there aren't very many windows, things like that. Right. Uh, and so they were just struggling to keep up with content because that one person couldn't be there enough to take enough pictures or just couldn't keep up with it. Right. And so um, what I was able to do, we were able to go in, we had a set of models and instructors and we talked about what are some of the challenges that they're having with their marketing and how can we combat those challenges. Uh, so one thing for them is they seem to get one type of, of customer that comes in all the time, like a very specific demographic and mm -hmm. they wanted to widen that demographic. So we made sure the models that we had were different ages, different ethnicities, to try to show that this was something that was available to everyone. And another thing they wanted to, that they feel they stand out from other studios is they have a very warm and cozy atmosphere. The, the highlight of their yoga studio is a salt lamp fireplace kind of area, and they okay. wanted that to be prominent in some of the photos to just communicate that like warm, welcoming, feeling that they hope people know about them. Uh, and so we were able to do that. And now every day like clockwork, they have a post going out, their newsletters look great, uh, their advertisements for upcoming workshops. All the look of everything is just so consistent and mm -hmm. it's saving that marketing staff so much time. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw some of the images and everything that in the grid, everything was pretty consistent as far as color and tone, mm -hmm. which stands out from a lot of people, I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, and uh. then once people see your post frequently enough, they're they're recognizing that color and tone, and so mm -hmm. when they're skimming through their feeds, they know it's you without even seeing. They, they can kind of even go past it, but oh, that's the yoga studio mm -hmm. that I go to mm -hmm. without really focusing on the image. Now, obviously, we want you to focus on the of images. Course. Of course, <laughs> but you're still, that's still, but you're still getting that feeling and that, in, yeah, that, that recognition. Mm-hmm which uh, I think everybody, I mean, we try to, you know, our colors are red, white, and blue. Now, granted, 4th of July, everybody's <laughs> posting our colors. But that's good for us because we try to brand everything else with a red, white, and blue somewhere in there mm -hmm. uh, so that when people are scrolling, you know, they see that, they think positively of us, we hope. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I would say 4th of July is not a bad association to have. No, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on. Mm -hmm. um, 
what is uh, one of those things that like when you when I as a small business owner, if I were a small business owner, were hiring a photographer, uh, you know, I need some headshots, I need some stuff around the office. I don't really know what else I need because mm-hmm. you know we, this is a law firm. We don't do photography. Mm-hmm. What should I be looking for in a photographer to hire? What what questions should I be asking, and what questions should I expect from them? Sure. So um, first, you want to look through different photographers' portfolios and make mm-hmm. sure that the quality of work that you're seeing and the style of the work that you're seeing resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking to a photographer. For commercial purposes, you need to make sure you disclose that it is for commercial purposes. A lot of times people will, especially businesses like crafters, they'll, or people that make shirts or something, products of some sort, they'll just book a family portrait session and have those products featured in their pictures and then say like, oh yeah, afterwards I'm going to just use this for my business page to show examples of my work. Well, a family portrait if you signed a contract with a photographer, you're not, if you read it, <laughs> uh, I know not everyone reads it before they sign I mean, the terms of service but, were 311 pages long yeah. for the last Apple release. I don't know why you would take. But it's going to say that those pictures are only for pers- personal use, which means you can't use them in an advertising way. You mm-hmm. can't use them commercially. So you want to make sure that the photographer understands that these photos are for commercial use. Um, because that might involve an additional fee, right? It might involve an additional fee, or they might just have different pricing packages, or they might have certain sets of restrictions, like you can use these images on social media, and the final files that you're given are only social media quality images, Okay. and maybe you would not be able to take that and then blow it up and use it on a banner at an event, or you know, use it as a high-resolution file on a website. So, so just having that discussion of uh, what you need where you're going to be using it and Mm. and why you're going to be using it. Uh, So you might have some photographers will do pricing for, like I said, this is for social media or this is for print ads or this is for a billboard or whatever the case may be. And if you wanted to use that image again in the future, you might have to go back for additional licensing. Um, Some photographers is just an all-in-one thing. This is where when I moved into this like personal branding and branding photography, Mm the realization that people need to be able to use these images across a number of platforms and I have no way of tracking if one of their posts is going to be viral and have 10 million hits or if it's you know going to be seen by the same 30 people that Every all other, of their posts right, are yeah. seen by. Um, and so as a photo- personally as a photographer I just decided I'm going to have all it's all going to be one pricing package you're free uh-huh. to use those images commercially any way you need now there are some stipulations. Make sure you you know what those are. But you know, for me, it's you can't use it to uh, in any illegal way, like to pornography or illegal drugs or whatever. You can't use it to advertise for an illegal uh-huh. activity. Um, but pretty much, that's it. You also can't I just need some headshots of all the bank robbers I work with, please. <laughs> right? um, I really want to get out there on social media and show people <laughs> who they're dealing with when I'm holding a gun on them. Right. Another thing to ask about though is is how again it just goes back to where you're using the photos there might be an additional licensing if those images are going to be in an end product that is being resold so okay if you're a chef and you're making a cookbook the images going into your cookbook that's a different level than what you're posting on social media because you're literally selling that book and making money off of it uh-huh. whereas the pictures in an ad are just helping you generate 
more income. Yeah. So, um, so you want to make sure you have that all set and clear from the get go so that the initial price quote is correct and all that. Um, another thing you want to look for is a photographer that's going to kind of walk you through a planning session Mm -hmm. for your images. So I like to ask my clients, like I mentioned before, what kind of obstacles are you facing with your marketing? Can we address some of that through photos? Uh, What kind of emotion do you want people to connect to your brand? Um, What colors do you associate with your brand? So I have one client I work with who's a health coach and her colors are orange and red and yellow and very bright and vibrant and that's that's the emotions she wants associated with it. So all of the outfits that she wore in the photos had those colors associated. Uh, when she was wearing white, she was sitting on an orange couch. Like everything just comes back to that bright, happy, vibrant feeling. Mm. And so you want to be working with someone who can help you work through those ideas, uh, especially for those smaller businesses who don't have dedicated staff to make those decisions. Uh, if it's you know the lawyer and their assistant you right. know <laughs> like they that assistant is doing all the you know filing and notices and all that stuff they don't have time to think about what's my branding you right. know and the lawyer is going to court and doing the mediations and everything what's my branding now right. they should think about that stuff i agree and uh you know anybody who's hanging a shingle <laughs> starting a business like one of the things you need to think about what's my business name right, exactly. <laughs> what are the colors I'm primarily going to use and then do I need a website yes yeah, exactly. <laughs> you also need employment contracts and business filings and everything else <laughs> everything else a lawyer could help you with. right yeah <laughs> yeah and you can't expect the photographer to also be your marketing manager no but someone who can walk through those questions to make sure you have those answers because if you don't have those answers you're going to end up taking photos and then trying to implement using them and realizing they're not really fitting with what you need gotcha and that's really disappointing Mm -hmm. for everyone involved it's not the photographer's fault if they delivered great images to you that you can't use because you didn't know what you needed um but so it needs to be a collaborative process. Right, yeah. No. And, and it's, it help, helps when you have a photographer who can lead you through those questions to gather that information so that the final images are useful for you. Gotcha. That's excellent advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you are a small business owner, obviously. Mm-hmm. What are some of the challenges that you faced in getting off the ground and running with, uh, with your photography company? Well, with photography uh, in particular, especially in Orlando, Mm -hmm. it is a very saturated market. Uh, There was a study that came out, it might have been two years ago now, where they ranked cities by how many photographers there were as a percentage of the population. And Orlando was in like the top five cities in the United States for professional photographers. Uh, for like the saturation level. I mean, that makes sense though. We've got the, the, the theme parks mm-hmm. where, yeah. You know, I actually, I guess I have a question there. Do they consider all like the photographers at Universal and Disney, you know, taking your shots as part of that? Because I know that there are a couple hundred of those, if not more. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I have <coughs> wondered the same question mm-hmm. and that was not broken down. Right. However, 
personally knowing a lot of the photo pass photographers at Disney, yeah. they all have their own side businesses. Oh, do they? Okay. So, so then the answer not, is still yes. Yeah. I mean, not every photo pass photographer at Disney has a side photography business, but a lot of people do. And a lot uh-huh. of people are hobbyist photographers who've kind of converted it into a side hustle. Okay. And so it's difficult as a professional photographer. This has been my sole business for uh-huh. uh, over five years now. It's very difficult to compete with someone who has some other full-time job and they're just doing family portraits for $75 an hour. Oh, so because they don't have insurance to pay, they don't have a website to maintain. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they don't have contracts to be reviewed by lawyers. They don't have They all should. <laughs> they don't have all those professional expenses that mm-hmm. I do. They don't have a studio to maintain, etc. Right. They're not paying taxes out of that money. Even though they should. They should. They should. (laughs) But they're probably not. Probably not. And so it's difficult to establish pricing Mm -hmm. that works for my business and my business model when there's so much competition who's likely not at the same quality level, but a lot of people can't see the difference in the quality when they're trying to hire someone. Uh Or they're not prioritizing quality. Well, and even as one of those small companies, I'm sure they're putting their best work online. Mm -hmm. And then what do you get? Uh, we, we recently had Santa pictures done mm-hmm. and you can tell that they changed photography companies from last year to this year because mm-hmm. the quality is just a step down. Oh, yeah. Like things are just a little blurry where they shouldn't be or this mm-hmm. is out of focus when it shouldn't be, you know, stuff that like, okay, I'm still going to put it on a, you know, a wallet sized image to, you know, send sure. to my family, but, and you won't notice at that size. But when, you know, we, when we would normally get even the five by sevens, like you're still going to be able to tell there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you, what do you do to stand out against those? So I've just been deciding to focus a lot of my energy in personal referrals, mm-hmm. getting out there, meeting people, because I feel like once people meet me and talk with me that they understand where I'm coming from, they understand the quality that I'm trying to deliver for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, then it just becomes word of mouth, which is to me still more powerful than online referrals, social media referrals. In five years, I don't think I've ever booked a client because of my Facebook posts. I know other photographers might, uh, but that's just not. <laughs> not it's not the channel experience. that works for you. Gotcha. Right. And so I, most of my clients are word of mouth, um, especially working within the business community, going to chamber meetings and mm. uh, going to events like coffee and content where I can meet biz- other business owners. Uh, there's another 360 networking group, you know, so just getting out there and meeting people. And that's been most successful for me, especially with this pivot of adding the branding aspect to my photography. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and then I guess what else do people need to know that we haven't covered that, uh, you know, I, what question should I have asked that I haven't asked yet? Yeah. <laughs> so I think this probably could have added to uh, one of your other questions but uh-huh. photography is a very personal experience it can be very you can feel very vulnerable being in front of the camera mm-hmm. and so when you're trying to choose a photographer whether it be for family photos whether it's for wedding or for business photography you really put some thought into how you feel when you're talking with that photographer. Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel at ease? Or do you still feel kind of anxious and nervous? Because it's not going to get any better when you're in front of the camera. <laughs> it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Um, I'm all dressed so, up. I need to look great. And I'm not really sure about this person. Exactly. And that's going to come right across on the film, it I'm sure. It is. It is. And 
um, you know, all photographers try to put their clients at ease. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's just a matter of personal connection. You, if you just don't drive with somebody, it's going to be a tough process all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me personally, that's, that's probably my top priority when I work with clients is that they have a good experience. So I might not be, my, my images aren't winning print competitions, you know, I, yet, uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, I might not be the one that when you scroll past my images on Facebook, you're like, oh my God, I have to hire that person. But I hope I'm the type of photographer that you say like, wow, that was a great experience or, oh, I'm so glad you asked me those questions. I would have never thought of that. Or, you know, I feel so comfortable um, because that all comes out in your final images as well. Um, and I think that's, also why I focus so much on referrals and, mm -hmm. and um, word of mouth for my business because I think that just connects more with who I am uh, and, and what I hope people associate with my business. Excellent. Well, let's uh, make sure everybody has your contact information again. So what was your website, email, and phone number? Do you give that out? Sure, sure. Okay. So uh, website is dawnaillophotography.com. So D-A-W-N-A-I-E-L-L-O photography.com email is just dawn at dawn photography.com and phone number is 954-478-9791 and uh yes i'm a south florida girl at heart uh, <laughs> <laughs> well technically jersey girl at heart then transplanted now i'm here uh but feel free to call or text that number with questions as well and uh we always finish our episodes up with if there's one thing that a business owner or a listener could take away from today's conversation what is that one thing Ooh, pressure. take your time i won't edit out the dead space though <laughs> <laughs> i noticed that by listening to other, <laughs> other episodes uh i'm gonna be so cheesy and so go for it a picture is worth a thousand words. There is so much you can communicate to your audience, to your potential clients through images, and don't take that lightly. Uh, you can communicate the quality of your service because people are gonna associate the quality of the images they see with the quality of your services. Mm -hmm. uh, you can communicate the emotions that they can expect from your business. They, you can communicate uh, that trust building in having that consistency with all of your images. So just don't downplay the value and the potential of great imagery representing your business. Excellent. Well, Dawn, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Uh, we really appreciate you coming by. Thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Let's Get Up to Business from Jordan Law. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast and would consider sharing the show. We would also love an honest five-star review through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcatcher you use. If you are interested in being a guest of the podcast, please contact producer Mark through email at mark at jordanlawfl.com. Use the subject line podcast guest in your email. Thank you. We look forward to speaking to you again soon.